Well, we're back. Welcome back to McBlog for 2023. And I hope you had a lovely Christmas and a great new year and a January break, despite the wind and the rain and the rain and the rain. Well, there's lots to talk about over the next couple of weeks as I highlight some important news items from the end of last year and over January. But there was one key day in January that I think we may all remember where we were when we heard the news, January the 19th when the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, unexpectedly resigned. So do you remember last year when Roe v. Wade, the tragic case which had legalised and normalised abortion in the US and perhaps the world over 50 years ago, it was overturned by the US Supreme Court. It was a good day. A really good day. And this expression became synonymous with the day because a national MP put this image on his social media post and the leader of his party asked him to take it down, despite the issue being and having always been a conscience vote. But it was a good day, and many children are now living because of it. Literally thousands and thousands of children have been given life because of the decision. Abortion is no longer the first option. In my view, January 19th, 2023, was also a good day. And I even posted as much, and saying that, no, I won't be taking it down, alluding to the earlier incident when Roe v. Wade was overturned last year. So why was it a good day? Well, because our highest political leader had resigned. Now note, this is not a personal attack but it's a rejection of her policies and voting record, her worldview. A political leader who has championed and voted for radical social engineering. Here's her voting record on some key issues. She voted for redefining marriage, voted to legalize euthanasia, voted for, and in fact championed one of the most liberal abortion laws in the world, and voted against bans on sex selection abortions, late-term abortions, voted against fetal pain provisions and parental notification, and against born alive provisions for a failed abortion. A political leader who voted to legalise cannabis, supported the removal of biology from our birth certificates, and voted for the conversion therapy ban, which criminalises counselling and support for people who, experiencing, who experience unwanted same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. And it criminalises the discussion and practice of alternatives, to hormone surgery and confusion, a law which is especially dangerous for loving parents of confused young people and for religious groups teaching their religion. She opposed raising the drinking age, opposed a ban on street prostitution. In fact, the only good vote that we identified was a continued ban on Easter trading. But the, the best part, in my view, of the Prime Minister's resignation speech in January was this bit. I'm looking forward to spending time with my family once again. Arguably, they're the ones that have sacrificed the most out of all of us. And so to Neve, Mum is looking forward to being there when you start school this year. And to Clark, let's finally get married. Yep, and we published this Family Matters episode back in May 2021. It's even more relevant now, and we said, quote, it's official. Wedding bells will be ringing soon for our Prime Minister. We should celebrate this announcement both for the couple and their daughter, but also because it sends an important societal message. Marriage still matters. 
You know, we wish the Prime Minister, well, now the ex-Prime Minister, all the best in her family and married life. And I repeat, this is not a personal attack. It's a rejection of her policies and voting record as a political leader of our country. We need to call political leaders to account when their policies harm New Zealand society. And in terms of political leadership and the policies that she was championing and her voting record, her resignation was welcome news. Very welcome. I make no apology for saying that. In fact, let me be even more blunt. If a political candidate will not recognise the fundamental right to life of an unborn human being, why would we trust them with many other important issues that they will have to make decisions on? The right to live is a foundational issue. Every other issue, housing, poverty, cost of living, mental health, education, care of the elderly and vulnerable, etc., relies on living. We must elect leaders willing to protect life. That's real kindness. And it's time we stopped turning a blind eye to the great social injustice of abortion. And Jacinda Ardern championed our extreme abortion law. In fact, she said it herself. There have been issues where I have taken very strong positions on things that are quite personal. Euthanasia, I've always been consistent on. Abortion law, not only did I take a position, I pursued it and changed the law in Parliament. So let me repeat, January the 19th was a good day. And we have a new Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins. But if you thought that the radical social agenda would pause or would reset Labour to the right, as some political commentators have laughingly tried to claim, you just need to see Chris Hipkins' voting record to see how misleading that narrative is. Let me show you Chris Hipkins' record beside Jacinda Ardern's. Spot the difference? No, there is none. The voting records of Ardern and Hipkins on key social issues around gay marriage, euthanasia, abortion, gender ideology, conversion therapy bans, drugs and others are identical. In fact, one of the greatest concerns with the new Prime Minister is that he was previously the Minister of Education, where flawed and harmful ideology is being rammed into schools, such as critical theory, a rewriting of New Zealand history, gender ideology policies, and an explicit sexuality curriculum. So as you can see, the work and voice of Family First is just as important as it was when Jacinda Ardern was Prime Minister, perhaps even more so now. It's business as usual. Just one other key point. Our concerns are not targeted at the policies and voting record of just one political party. This is not an attack on just Labour, as some might think. In fact, we have consistently critiqued all parties since 2007 on their social policies as they affect families. You can see our resource that we published at the last election here on valueyourvote.nz. But how does the voting record of the leader and deputy leader of the two major parties compare. We compared Chris Hipkins, the new Prime Minister, and his new Deputy, Carmel Cipollone, with National Leader Chris Luxon and Deputy Nicola Willis. Once again, there's not a huge amount of difference, especially on the more recent examples of social engineering such as gender ide ideology and birth certificates, conversion therapy bans, and abortion safe zones. And Christopher Luxon, he's made some good comments on legalising cannabis and euthanasia. He opposes both. He also says he's pro-life on the abortion issue. Great. And when he was first appointed, when asked to confirm if abortion is tantamount to murder, he said, quote, that's what a pro-life position is.
end quote. Correct. But sadly, he says that if he becomes Prime Minister, he won't touch the law. Once again, national. We're not revisiting or relitigating abortion law in New Zealand. Simon O'Connor. Yeah, I mean, that is a tragic statement to make. No law should be off the table, especially such a radical and liberal law that we have that allows late-term abortion, sex selection, and that ignores fetal pain and born-alive situations for a failed abortion. Ironically, I saw an interview last week with the new Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, where he was asked about an issue, and he said, and I quote, you can see there, uh, one of the things I've always tried to do in politics, he said, is not play the rule-in, rule-out game because events change things and governments need to adapt and respond, end quote. Uh, and he is exactly right. For the leader of the opposition, and potentially the next Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, to say we're not touching New Zealand's extreme abortion law, that's not a pro-life position. As I said earlier, if a politician doesn't protect our most vulnerable, the unborn, and if they won't acknowledge biology and our biology is male or female, if they don't get a pass mark on such fundamental issues, why would you trust them on other issues? So despite the resignation of one Prime Minister and the appointment of a new one, the urgency of our work hasn't changed one bit. We'll continue calling both major parties, calling actually all major, all political parties to account on fundamental issues of truth and life. Sitting on the fence in the culture is no longer an option. It's time to stand. And that's why we're very grateful for your support.